Alrighty, welcome back to the JMO Sports Podcast. Um, this is the 11th episode of this podcast, and today's episode is going to be about NASCAR 101. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to go over um, how NASCAR works, um, and then also giving you a rundown of my predictions for this coming up weekend's uh, football games, um, and then also giving you updates for um, uh, next week's uh, episodes. Or th- I'm going to have three episodes next week. Um, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, um, and I'll get, like I said, I'll give you rundowns of what to expect there. Um, so let's get on to the first topic, uh, NASCAR 101. Too many cars at the front of the scuffle, doing a little thing called the Talladega Shuffle. Three snakes dancing in the middle of the road, better get in line if you want to get told. Getting to the front's going to take a lot of muscle, because everybody's doing the Talladega Shuffle. Alrighty, here we are on now to the first topic, which is NASCAR 101. Um, um, so basically, I, I tried to find as much information as I could because a lot of people think it's just a left turn, and no, it's not just a left turn. There's a lot more strategy and other things to it. Um, so, but like I said, I couldn't find every single detail, but I found enough information to probably give y'all a um, enough information of kind of how it works and how things are in, in the NASCAR world. Um, so the first thing I I want I want to go over is the um, schedule. Um, the NASCAR Cup Series consists of 36 point races and at 23 different venues in 19 different states, um, covering every major region of the country. Um, the series is con- uh, contested on 29 various sized ovals, seven road courses, and a dirt uh, dirt event at Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, and uh, for all the Alabamians out there, um, Talladega is probably one of one of the biggest um, NASCAR tracks that NASCAR has. It's um, it's called a super speedway, and normally super doesn't mean big, and uh, but in this situation it does. And um, Talladega, Daytona, and Charlotte are probably three of the most well-known tracks um from what i've seen on the internet uh they that is uh three of the most known tracks and then of course you'll get bristol for and bristol and dover for their small uh the smaller tracks and some of the road courses but not too many people pay attention to the road courses but i pay attention to all of it but some people would only pay attention to like those big races like the Daytona 500 that happens at the beginning of the year all the way until the last race of the year, which is where the championship is determined. So, um, but that's kind of how the schedule works. And like normally it's on um, Sundays every now and then. You'll probably see it on a Monday probably because it got delayed on a Sunday. And then you'll also see uh, on Saturdays it will be the Xfinity Series, which is like the upcoming drivers but they're not ready for the big league in the nascar cup series and then you also got the truck series which and normally it is upcoming like young guys maybe in their 20s and then but occasionally you'll see guys that have have actually had a lot of experience that maybe have have raced 
in the Cup Series, but then wanted to try to take a step back and maybe win a championship in the Xfinity or the Truck Series. So occasionally you'll see them, but uh, Truck Series normally races on Fridays and the Xfinity normally races on um, Sunday or Saturdays. And of course, rain delays, then they'll get rescheduled probably the following day or the so on. But um, but yeah, that's normal. Like that's kind of like how the schedule works. You got, but you got one track in Alabama. You got a couple in Florida, and uh, California's got one, maybe two. Um, and then like I said, loads of others around the um, like Bristol, Tennessee. Um, that's where Bristol Motor Speedway is, um, and like you, like I said, you got them all over the United States. Um, the next thing is the car. Um, NASCAR is currently using the Gen Six car, which was debuted um, back in 2013. Um, so they've only been racing in these cars for eight years now, and they're about to change it. Um, but uh, I think they're going to change it next. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Um, they're moving on to the um, the new cars coming up uh, starting next year. Um, there's a specific name for it. Um, I th- I, it's let's see. Let me look it up here just real quick. Um. It's, it's called the Next Gen Car is what they're calling it. Um, I don't know why they went Gen 6 to uh, Next Gen, but that's not my decision, really. Um, but, well, it's like, and whatever works. And supposedly, the Next Gen Car is supposed to be somewhat of a, like an electric-type car, I think. Um, let me go back to it. Um, if you do want to, like get more information on this or it's it says the next gen car formerly known as the gen 7 car is the common name for the new race car that will be used next season um will further improve aero and downforce packages which will introduce new technologies on the track um so never mind it's not a um it's not a electric car i don't know i i don't know why i thought that um but yeah, it's got a 5.86 liter uh, V8 engine. Uh, it's got a five forward speed uh, transmission, and the fuel is Sunoco Green E15 fuel, and the tires are Goodyear, uh, which is kind of it's kind of what it is now. But they're cha- they're um, basically adding some new technology um, to it to kind of further improve the car. Um, but like the for the Gen Six cars, the chassis consists of a and most and all cars do this. Um, the chassis consists of steel of a steel tube frame with an, an interior roll cage and is covered with sheet metal. Um, the car weighs about three thousand or thirty two hundred pounds. And that's without a uh, with driver uh, without I'm sorry without driver or fuel. And has a wheelbase of 110 inches. So, without the driver or the uh, fuel in the car, it's about 3,200 pounds. Um, you add in the driver, which 
normally probably in between 190 to 250 hundred, uh, pounds. Then you add the fuel. I'm not too too sure how how much the fuel weighs, but that's not really. I'm not going into a math lesson here. Um, so next thing is the tires. Um, Goodyear is the official um, and sole tire supporter of NASCAR. Um, NASCAR can run in in, in, in climate weather, whether a uh, uh, on a road course which Goodyear produces tread rain tires, or um, yeah, treaded rain tires. Uh, treaded tires will will be ineffective on oval tracks due to speed and banking on the tracks. Um, so, like if it's raining on a road course, they put um, they'll put they put windshield wipers on the cars and along with the uh, treaded rain tires. But on like uh, like I said, with the oval with the oval tracks and stuff like like Talladega, Daytona, Bristol, and all them. Um, with with the banking on, that they're going on, and also um, the speeds that they're going at, because on a road course you're not going 200 plus miles an hour, you're probably roughly going about probably 50 to 60 in between the turns, and if you got a straightaway, you'll probably go to about 150. Um, but you won't you won't go near 200 miles an hour like you would on an oval so the rain, the rain tires will be ineffective so if they if it's raining at talladega or, or stuff like that they will um uh they will basically just stop the race for a little while um the next thing is the format of the uh of nascar um as we know the drivers who take the checkered flag uh is leading leading the uh, leading the final lap is the winner um NASCAR has now divided its races into three stages, um, except for the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte is the only exception with four, just because that's a longer race and uh, the other ones are not as long, so they make that one uh, four races. Um, at the conclusion of the first two stages of a race, uh, will be signified by waving a green checkered flag um, and followed by a caution period. So basically, at a, at the end of the stage, is the green checkered flag, and will we'll wave, like I said, signifying the um, the ending of it, and then um, whoever wins gets the points for that, and then also um, the uh, it will be like six, uh, then there will be a caution period afterwards, um, and it says the running order is based off any. Uh, any drivers who may have stayed out, so basically they didn't go to the pits during that caution period. They just stayed out because oh, I'm fine. I can I can go a little bit longer. Um, and then during the caution, followed by the those coming out of the pits um, in that order. So um, whoever wins the race off pit road, whoever's the first off will get that first spot, and then so on. And and if it's a tie, they'll go to the cameras and then check it out from there. Um, but normally. You want to pit as much as you possibly can, just because you with the when you're going 200 miles an hour on the oval, um, you will you your tires will start to wear a lot more, and you'll be also using a lot of gas, and so you don't want to um, you don't you don't want to stay out too too long, but if you do, sometimes it's a good thing. It also just depends on. Um, how far into the race they are, 
Um, because if, if it's like the race had just started, oh, well, I might not need to pit right now. But if it's like towards the end of the race, you're low on stuff. It, but it all, it all really just depends on how good. Because I'm not in the car when they're doing this. I can't normally see all this stuff. So, like, I, I'll be sitting at home saying, what? you got to pit, you got to pit. But then they'll be saying, oh, well, no, no, I, I think I'm good because I've got such and such, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like I said, I'm not in the car. If I was in the car, then I could say, hey, well, you could pit here. But, then, like I said, I'm not in the car. Um, the next thing is pit stops. Um, five crew members are allowed over the wall to perform a pit stop. Um, res- this responsibility for crew members consists of a front and rear tire carriers, um, front and rear tire changers, along with a jackman and a fueler. Um, and it's it's real it's a really important job for them because you want to like when when a dri- when your driver comes into pit, you want to try to get them in the pit and out of the pit. And like sometimes it takes them within ten to twelve seconds just to get them out of there. And I'm sitting here at home, or if I'm sitting there at the race, I'm like, holy crap! How how do they do this? And it takes a lot of practice for these guys to get out there and and sit there and just do that all day. Like during the NASCAR off season, they will have people come in training just to do all this, and it's it's ridiculous how fast they can get it because. And of course, I, I could probably do it, but I couldn't just come off the side of the uh, side of the road and do it like. And I and of course, I don't know if they're doing that, but um, I th- I think it easily um, with a lot of practice, anybody could do it. Alrighty, here we're gonna head on to the uh, second topic, which is just my predictions for this weekend's games. Alrighty, here we are now to the second topic, which is my predictions for this weekend's games. Um, first game, and it's the only, or, or I think, there, yeah, there was the only game that I found on Thursday, September 16th, which is tomorrow. Um, it was Ohio versus Louisiana. Um, I don't know too much about either one of these teams to really give any information. Um, it's it was it was kind of. It was kind of hard to choose, especially when I when it comes to people I have no idea about. Um, so I, I kind of just chose random and uh, just went with uh, Louisiana. Uh, so it's it, like I said, it's one of those things where if you if you don't know, then it's hard to give a guess. Um, really. Um, and like Ohio's zero and two, Louisiana's one and one. So I, I guess I just went by the ranking, or not not the ranking, the record. Um, so it, it's it's like I said, I just I just went based off the record, and Ohio could win, Louisiana could lose. I don't know. So that one, like I said, I just went solely based off the um, their records. Um, and then Friday, September seventeenth, games. Um, there was there's only two, so I, I went with the two the two that they had. Um, UCF versus Louisville. Um, UCF usually had or, or not usually, but has had a good team in the past. Um, 
Like they they had at one point they had a chance to go to the playoffs. I think uh, it was a couple years ago, um, and they were they I think they went undefeated that year, and um, but they didn't they didn't they didn't play a good enough schedule. Um, and th- this is like um, when I was because I, I, I when I heard about it um, a couple years ago, I lo- I did some research on it, and apparently the NCAA just um, didn't really think that they were that team at the time to go. So the whole UCF community got really, really mad because uh, they went undefeated that year. And uh, still still to this day, some UCF fans have claimed that they're the national champions. And then uh, the next the next year, they, they lost it. <laughs> um so, but uh, like I said, this is another one I kind of went off the rank, uh, the record, and I uh, picked UCF being two and zero. The next one was Maryland versus Illinois. Once again, um, I watched Illinois' uh, very first game when they played. Um, let's see. I don't remember who they played. To be honest. Um. I probably I probably did not make a prediction, so that's, um, but I remember I do remember seeing their first game, and um, I didn't end up choosing them because, like I said, I didn't watch the whole game, but I, I saw a little bit of their game. But I I went uh, Maryland just based off their record alone. Um, so, but now going on to Saturday's games, which, um, which is Saturday, September eighteenth. Um, I saw a. A bunch of games that I think are going to be pretty, pretty good um, on that day. Um, first one is uh, ranked number one, Alabama, versus ranked number 11, Florida. Um, so far, Alabama's actually looked pretty good. Me being an Alabama fan, of course, I chose Alabama. But um, I, th- I think Florida does have a really good team this year, so, like, so far. Um and I think I think Saturday is going to be a pretty tough game, so I'm hoping that Alabama does not come into it ahead of themselves. But um, because last week our defense just did not look too good, um, our offense looked really good, but our defense kind of let they only they let up 14 points last week. Um, but against Mercer, we should have done a lot better, seven points maybe, but not not 14. Um, the next game is Nebraska versus ranked number three Oklahoma. Um, I went in Nebraska on this one um, because when I watched their um, their first game, I was I was I was pretty blown away by uh, by watching it, and um, I, I think they could easily beat um, Oklahoma because Oklahoma the last two weeks have barely squeaked by um, the teams that they have played. And um, they, in my opinion, they should not be ranked number three at all. Um, but I, I'm not part of the ranking system because um, they barely squeaked by Tulane in the first game, and it, it's just I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not part of the committee to rank people so that's not my decision but I went Nebraska because I don't think Oklahoma is as good of a team I think as everybody was hyping them up to be 
Um, the next the next game is number eight Cincinnati versus Indiana. Um, from what I have seen uh, the last couple weeks, and it also going in from last year, um, Cincinnati has actually looked like a very very good team. Um, last year they barely uh, were out of the top four. They finished, I believe it was uh, seventh last year. And um, yeah, it was yeah here it, yeah it was seventh last year, um, and they 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 looked really really good, um, and I I, th- I think they could be a force to be reckoned with um, if they keep it up if they keep it up and then keep going um, I I could see them being in the top four. Um, this year, of course, it's it's a tough, tough thing going, but you never really know. Um, and I, like I said, I could I could see them doing big things um, next year, or not next year, this year. Sorry. Um, and uh, like like I said, it, I went Cincinnati just based off all that alone. Um, the next, uh, the next game is uh, Michigan State versus ranked number twenty four Miami. Um, Miami going into this season had some big hype, and then after they lost to Alabama, I didn't really the way that from what I saw that that game, I don't see Miami going to a national championship without them improving a whole bunch. Um, and then Michigan State has just looked really, really good these last couple games. So I, I went Michigan State on this one. Um, next game is Georgia Tech versus ranked number six Clemson. Um, I don't know too much about how Clem- or, not Clemson, uh, Georgia Tech is done. But with the way Clemson has been playing, with all that hype going into this season, um, I, I just I don't... I don't know. I this one. I went Clemson solely based off um, what I saw last week, but at the same time, I, I don't. I don't know how Clemson's gonna do because with them after their loss to Georgia, every like because everybody was expecting Clemson to beat Georgia, but it did not go that way. Um, but um, but yes, yeah, so I went Clemson. Uh, next game is South Carolina versus ranked number two Georgia. Um, this one, I wouldn't be surprised for an upset from South Carolina because South Carolina has looked good in the last couple of games. Um, I, I don't know if, it, from what I've seen, I don't know if it's good enough to beat Georgia with the way Georgia's playing, but I wouldn't be surprised of an upset. Um, but I did go Georgia. Um, the next one I, I did was Stony Brook, which I have no idea who Stony Brook is. Sorry, Stony Brook friends out there, but I have no idea who you are. Um, going up against ranked number four, Oregon. I went number four, Oregon, just because Oregon's team has looked really, really good. And then especially with them beating Ohio State last week, um, I, th- I think they're, Oregon's going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. Because um, like normally you could say, oh, well, uh, they haven't faced anybody good. Well... They faced Ohio State last week, and they kind of, yeah, they manhandled them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, 
Um, next game is Kent State versus ranked number five Iowa. Um, I I went Iowa just because. Um, well, really, just based off the ranking alone and their record, um, and then Kent State really you never really hear too much about them. Um, so um, the next game is Tulsa versus ranked number nine Ohio State. Um, I went I went Ohio State just because um, Tulsa is not that good of a team, but you never know because with Tulane almost or or almost beating or Oklahoma, um, I think Tulsa probably could beat Ohio State, but you never know. So, I, but I I went Ohio State just to be safe in my pick. But like I said. Um, the next game is uh, Stanford versus Vanderbilt. I went Stanford over this one because Vanderbilt has not had a good team in forever. Like, last year was just – of course, last year would have been a short schedule and all, but still, you should not – I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous how bad a football team can be. And, of course, Alabama, uh, everybody's had their bad times. Alabama, of course, has had their bad days. Um, but every team has their bad days. But it seems like Vanderbilt, I, it's just, I don't know. So, like I said, I went Stanford. Um, the next game I picked was Oklahoma State versus Boise State. Um, this one, because I don't know too much about Oklahoma State, and I have been watching Boise State. I did go Boise State. Um, Boise State did let me down in the first week, but they brought me back in the second week, so I'm going I'm testing my luck and going best two out of three on this one. So, um, the next game is uh, I picked was ranked number 19, Arizona State, versus ranked number 23, BYU. Um, so, I, 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 went, I went BYU on this one solely uh, because um, I, I just... I, I thought it was a, a very smart one to go with because BYU has looked pretty good lately. Um, so, so yeah, I just I went I went them. Um, look, and also I don't, I don't have that much information on um, Arizona State either. So, um, so yeah, um, the next one was uh, Fresno State versus number thirteen UCLA. Um, this one was kind of easy because Fresno State's one of those teams is kind of just a throwaway game for some people. Um, so, and like I said, it's another one of those ones where you never know, could get an upset, but I, I just want UCLA to be safe. Um, and the final game was uh, ranked number 22 Auburn versus ranked number 10 Penn State. Um, this one could easily go either way. Um... Because Auburn's team so far has looked really, really good, but they this is going to be their first test of competition. Because going from Ar- um, Akron to um, Alabama State, not too much competition. Yes, yeah, she put up sixty points against them, but don't get too cocky because this is now your test to really show, hey, we're a dominant team this year, and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and then Penn, uh, Penn State has, has showed themselves so far to be another team that could easily be like, hey, we're here to play this year. We're going to do it. Um, and this one, I, 
because like I said, it's a 50-50 one because this one's going to be a really good game. Um, so I went Penn State, not because I'm an Alabama fan and Auburn. I just think Penn State has a better team than Auburn. And um, and so it's just I, that's that's what I went. Now, Penn State has not – they played Ball State and um, last week, and they played Wisconsin, which that's one reason why I went – Penn State because in that Wisconsin game, they their defense looked really really good and like I said, Auburn has a good team too, but I'm going Penn State just based off that first week game alone and then they they continued that last week. Now like I said, Auburn has had has put down two 60 point games back to back for the first time since 1932, but they haven't played anybody with a challenge yet. So that's why Auburn is going to be tested this week. Can they keep that momentum going and possibly put up that many points against Penn State? Um, so now um, we're going on to the third and final topic, which is just goodbyes and updates for the podcast or podcast for next week. Alrighty, here we are now to the goodbyes. Um, first, I'm I'm just gonna give you the uh, updates for next week's podcast. Um, on uh, on Monday, um, I'm gonna be doing sports movies. I, I feel like, um, along with my uh, stuff for this past uh, this weekend's games, um, but sports movies I feel like is a big thing. Um, and I, I love watching sports movies. It's a really fun thing. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing. Um, the next Wednesday's podcast is going to be the NASCAR playoffs. Um, kind of giving updates about that, how that's going so far, and how it's looking and who's in, who's out kind of thing. Um, then the next thing is um, for next Thursday is my football football prediction slash updates um, going forward for that. Um, so, but... Another thing, um, like I said, I, I, like I've said every time so far, I'm very happy with the way this is going so far, and um, I hope it keeps going up and keeps doing really, very really good. Um, if you want to follow me on my Instagram, go to at jmocbc, that is at jmocbc, or at uh, the podcast uh, account, which is at jmo underscore sports underscore podcast, um, and like... Uh, if you have any uh, questions, comments, um, concerns, things I should improve on, things I should do differently, anything like that. And if you have questions you want me to answer live on the podcast, do that. If you want a shout-out, okay. I don't have too many people listening, but I'll still give you a shout-out if you want it. Just contact me on my Instagram um, and stuff like that. So this has been the JMO Sports Podcast, and I'll see you next time. Stay calm and don't get rough. We can all be part of the talent.